Shut up and sit down. Welcome to Random Thoughts from the Road on the Ozark Rides Digital Network. Conversations about motorcycles, any random thoughts that pop into our head, and of course, one of the best places to ride in America, the Ozark Mountains of Missouri and Arkansas. And now, here's your host from OzarkRides.com, Craig Allen and Randy Lewis. Heading out on the open road is the perfect way to spend a beautiful day. Located deep in the heart of the Ozarks, Pulaski County, Missouri doesn't disappoint with its breathtaking scenic views. Some of the pit stops you need to check out as you make your way through the countryside include tributes to veterans and active armed forces members at Fort Leonard Wood, the John B. Mahaffey Museum Complex, Memorial Grove, Freedom Rock, and many more. Historic sites like the 1903 Courthouse Museum, the Old Stagecoach Stop, and the Rubidoux Spring Cherokee Campsite. The Bow and Barrel Sportsman Center, featuring an indoor gun and archery range. The Uranus Entertainment Complex, a truly out-of-the-world experience full of quirky finds and home to the most delicious fudge along the Mother Road. And some popular food and drink stops, including Home Plate Grill, 28 Shots Bar and Grill, Sweetwater Barbecue, The Tap on Route 66, Hopper's Pub, the Burger Stand, Piney River Tap Room, Route 66 Taco and Wings, and Sweet Peas Barbecue. Find more great places and plan out your ride at visitpulaskicounty.org. I can remember, Dad used to give us kids rides on his motorcycle all the time. He and Mom would go on bike trips together, too. They loved riding in the mountains. Not long ago, the worst happened. They're both still recovering. Thank goodness for Schmidt's Law Firm. Motorcycle accidents happen. Schmidt Law Firm will prove negligence and help you get full recovery. Find them online at KansasCityLawyers.com. Put Schmidt Law Firm on your side of the table because motorcycle accidents do happen. I love to get out and enjoy the great Ozarks on my ride. And you should too. Make sure your two-wheel or four-wheel ride is running its best by taking it to Heartland Honda in Springdale, Arkansas. They're pros at servicing and repairing your recreational on-road or off-road vehicle. And when it's time for something new or pre-owned, Heartland Honda can fix you up. Check them out online at heartlandhonda.com or give them a call at 479-751-7022. Heartland Honda. Work hard. Play hard. You meet the nicest people at Heartland Honda. Well, welcome back to another episode of Random Thoughts from the Road. With me, as always, is Randy on my second pair of diaper change today, Lewis, <laughs> from Bike Works in Urbana, Missouri. And how are you today? Uh, recouping. Recouping. From a trip in Mexico or just a hard day's work? Sure. Sure. Okay. The Mexico trip. I've got to filter out my liver with just some beer as opposed to... Hard Clean it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Got a little muddy there. Now, before we get started in our uh, topic of the day, which I think is kind of cool, uh, I wanted to tell you about the 120 years of custom motorcycle showcase at Lake of the Ozarks Harley Davidson. And at this event, they'll have custom motorcycles. There'll be five classes uh, custom, chopper, vintage, performance, and open, and a best of show winner. Maybe you ought to think about taking yeah. your bike down there. 
Maybe. Get another trophy. Start collecting them. They'll have a DJ, food trucks. Uh, Boat Town will be brewing on site. So, you know, beverages. Golly. You know, so you might check that out. That's going to be Saturday, June 17th from 10 to 3 at Lake of the Ozarks, Harley Davidson. So that sounds like a whole lot of fun. Well, what have you done this week that is worthy of discussion? Could be something, could be nothing. What? Shit. I made it home from Mexico alive, not in jail. And which, see, that's the first stage of you're getting old. Then I'm just happy to be alive. <laughs> yeah, just happy, to, and you didn't get put in jail. Yeah, yeah, that was that. Sometimes gets a little was sketch it for lack with of me. Effort? Not entirely. We freaking traveled all day on Thursday. Got back at three in the morning, and then woke up at bright and early and went to work Friday. Worked Friday and Saturday, and now here we are. Well, there we are. I'm glad to have you back safe and sound. Uh, I didn't want to have to go over to the shop where you have uh, a lot of nice bikes and pick and choose what I Start wanted. Start stealing shit. Start yeah. stealing stuff. Well, mm. this week, what we're going to talk about, best bike recommendations for beginner riders. Hmm. All right. It might not be what you think. No. No, I'd, I'd say a nine foot long stretch chopper with a 280 back tire. Oh, yeah. That's what I'd say. I recommend on. to get the kitties on that, and, <laughs> and that's where you go. Yeah. Yeah, so that is kind of one of those things, and I get asked that quite a bit at the shop. You know, so many coming into the shop, they're like, hey, I'm new to motorcycling. What should I buy? So you always hear people say, well, if buy a small bike, learn how to ride on it, and then once you're done with that, move up to a bigger bike. And then once you're done with that one, move up to a bigger bike. So you hear that constantly, and I feel like it's it's not necessarily the best for some people, it might be, but in my opinion, I don't feel like it's the best thing that you could possibly do for economics, for the fact that you might learn on a small Honda 250 and then graduate up to a 600. Well, each time that you do that, it's learning to re-ride all over again. Maybe not to the degree of coming from zero to riding, but each time the bike's going to handle differently. You're going to have to get used to the weight the power, and then you switch to another bike a year or two later. And it feels like to me, you would be in a three or four year process of constantly being learning and uncomfortable and, and moving and changing everything. Yeah. But to clarify, we're making the assumption in this conversation that you're an adult. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We'd like to see riders learn, start getting their first bike and start riding when they're say your son's age, Yeah, you know, a young man or yeah. A little tyke. Yeah. He'll be excited to be known as a little tyke. Oh, man. Hopefully that pisses him off one day. I hope so. <laughs> All right. So what bike, because, I mean, that's what you said was what bike would be your number one choice for learning how to ride on? As an adult. Shit. Yeah, sure. We'll, we'll preface Why it. Not? We got we to gotta be on the same plane here. Yeah. Okay. On the same plane. Classify um, an adult. Uh, Physically full grown. So I would say based upon that you're a full-size adult, um, the best, not specifically bike, but best type of bike would be some type of a dual sport. So you can get your chops on the road. You can take that same bike while you're learning to ride and take it off-road. Uh, if okay. you're not cornered into one particular type or style of riding. Right on, right on. You always hear people talk the bullshit about, well, you know, don't learn on a dirt bike because it's completely different from riding a street bike. No, well, that's why I chose the, the dual sport. You can try them both. <laughs> yeah. I just don't entirely agree with that. Well, no, you wouldn't because you're contrary. Very much so. 
Now, the only thing that I can really see that's different, other than suspension, but it's the type of riding that you're doing is so completely different. If you were to ride a dirt bike on the street, you would do all the exact same stuff. You would even counter steer a little bit. You would lean. You would do all the same stuff as riding a dirt bike. So it's not necessarily the bike itself. It's the style of riding that you're doing. Now, it might teach you balance, how to work a clutch, how to work brakes, things like that. But if somebody's getting involved in motorcycles for the first time, how do they know what style they like to ride without actually going out and experiencing the different yeah, opportunities that, that is there true. is? So instead of buying a bunch of different bikes for, well, I got a dirt bike and I've got a street bike and I've got a cruiser, you know, a sport bike, yeah, uh, just get do? one that can encompass all of it until you line up what suits you best. Yeah. Well, as an adult, shit, take the rider's course that they always put on. Oh, that goes without saying. They'll Everybody put you should on. Do that. They'll put you on different bikes while you're doing it too. And then you can kind of figure out what you're, what you're into, what you like, what you're more comfortable with. And anybody, just a little sidebar, anybody that says, oh, hell, I don't need no stinking rider course. You're full of crap because I know people that are wildly experienced riders that have taken the rider course and have picked up something, have learned something that yeah. was useful for them to, you know, enhance their riding experience. No, I get that. And I do talk to a lot of people and I encourage a lot of people to go to it. Should I have little pamphlets for that? The couple of motorcycle courses that we have here in Missouri at my shop regularly and I'll hand them out, you know, Hey, you're looking to get in a bike. Here you go. You ought to really think about this. So what I would choose first time rider, the Harley Dyna. You're going to get somebody that has never set on a motorcycle before. I'm going to give this a try and throw them on a Dyna. Yep. Yep. Sure. I am. Oh, go Easy. ahead. I can give you enough rope. Go ahead. <laughs> Easily adjustable suspension height. So you can go low or tall, depending on your physique, whatnot. The bars and the pegs, you can basically have the option between mid controls or forward controls. Most beginners, I would say, start on mid controls. It's easier to get your feet under you and quicker to get your feet back down to the ground. The bar height is fairly decent. They handle well. And they're not as heavy as like some of the other big twins out there, say the touring motorcycles or the big cruisers. So they're somewhat lightweight, but still heavy enough to get the concept of, you know, power to weight, you know, shifting your body weight when you're at stop signs, things like that. So it's just heavy enough to make you feel like you're a big boy, but not so heavy that you have to be a big boy. And plus they make power and it's a bike that you could feasibly stay in for multiple multiple years without having to switch different bikes bless your heart you fancy yourself a big boy now <laughs> i don't ride no dyna <laughs> i'm still riding for and out of the other side of his mouth he's trashing dynas <laughs> that is true that is very true but it's just a, such a, a platform that can go multiple ways. It's, again, you know, it's light enough that you can be easy on it, but it's still big enough, has enough power. The new one, newer ones, I say, six-speed trans, you can get out in long-distance crews. Then you could also go to parking lots and handle pretty well because of the balance and just the geometry of them. So in my opinion, it is probably the perfect starter bike. And take that for what it is because it's an asshole nonetheless. Yeah, well... Now we've established that Randy has no idea what he's talking about when it comes to beginner riders. And yeah, 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 the old yeah. man here gave you some sage advice. <laughs> the old uh, man wants you to wear fucking suspenders and a diaper all day inside of a cage. Uh-huh. 
Sure. <laughs> Got another question for you. I've noticed a trend kind of shifting gears here a little bit, no pun intended. Um, fat tires, particularly on the front of yeah, a bike. Yeah, fat fronts. That's a, I think that's a new style that's coming out. I mean, granted, admittedly, I don't keep up as much as I probably should with what the latest in thing is because yeah. I'm old and I don't care. I like what I like. Yeah, exactly. But, but you see a lot of bikes out there now with the big fat front tires. and. Mm-hmm. But I can't say fat rear tires because I think that's something that's gone by the wayside. And when I say fat rear tires, I mean the really big fat. Yeah, like 300s and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so it is a newer trend. It's not necessarily brand new. Some dudes have been doing it for a long time. It's just kind of caught on like fire now. Mm-hmm. And it's more and more commonplace to run a fat. And in fact, like I said, when the big wheels came in. Oh, yeah. It was 26s and then they got 30s and 32s and 34s. Well, then it was phased, not really phased out. People are still doing them, but then it was an 18 by 55 front wheel. And then it was a 21 by 55. And when I say 55, it's five and a half inches wide, letting you run 180 to a 200 millimeter front tire. On Harleys, the biggest fronts were on, on the newer Fat Boys, but they've always been 130 millimeters wide, you know, almost across the board. Until they went, you know, once you had your skinny tires. But all the bigger tires were 130. Now you're talking about something that's a 200 millimeter wide on the front of a bike. So now they're doing um, a 23.55 as well. So it's a 23 inch wheel on a 5.5 wide, just a big fat ass front tire. So what everybody always tells me is, is or asked me rather, how does it handle? I can't handle very well. It's, it feel like it's too heavy or it's feel like it's that. And to a degree, they're right. Some instances, depending on what size tire, what size tire pressure, or what your tire pressure is, it's going to have a, a different handling feel. Now, some guys like it because it feels more stable, and they feel like they can push corners a little bit better because there's just that much more contact patch on the ground. Which for them, I'm assuming, sure, that's true. Me personally, I haven't seen a massive difference in handling characteristics Maybe it's because I just don't give two shits and I don't pay attention. As long as I make it through the corner, it's fine with me. Not necessarily how smooth or how, you know, how it felt going through the corner. If I can muscle it through, I don't give a crap. So what I really have found out, though, is that for me personally, I particularly like up to a 250 millimeter rear tire. Once you bridge 250, I don't like the handling of it, but I like the looks of a wider back tire. And then up front, on most your touring motorcycles, I particularly like a skinnier front tire. 120 to 130 millimeters is what I have found to be great. On a touring motorcycle, somebody just keep using Harleys, obviously. You know, the Road King, Electric Glide, Street Glide, Road Glide, all that. A 21-inch by 3.5 wide. It runs a 120-70-21. No matter if you have an old one that still runs the 130, 90, 16 on the back, or you have a newer one that's a 180, 65, 16 on the back, that particular setup handles absolutely like a dream. I mean, it bangs corners out. It rides smooth down the highway. It's narrow enough of a front tire. It doesn't catch as many grooves in the road and make you kind of feel like you're wobbling with the road. Like that, in my opinion, is the ultimate setup for just cookie cutter comfort for anything that you would do. So why, why do you, in your mind, would you consider switching to a fatter front tire? Aesthetics, just truthfully, the way it looks, 
you know, being somewhat trendy. You know, we've been doing a lot of Sportster dirt bikes lately. Yeah. That's so cool. Riding, running fat fronts because it, it just handles the off-terrain stuff a little bit better. So the wider you get up front and in the back, the more it absorbs the shock of the road, more it absorbs the ab- abnormalities of what you're riding on. So there are benefits to it of, of being a little bit smoother. Um, it's absolutely flipping crazy to me, too, that I want to say it was around 14 or 15 that Harley came out with their redesign on their Fat Boy. So Fat Boy's always been basically a heritage with solid wheels and kind of bobbed fenders. Well, now this Fat Boy sports a massive motor. a two. It's like a 215 or 220 rear tire and like a 200 to 210 or something like that front tire. Like the tires are absolutely fat as shit on it. But through the geometry, it handles really, really well. And you can't have something that's called a fat boy without having everything kind of fat and beefy. Yeah. So I would assume that that's more why as opposed to any, you know, better handling or better better ride quality. I'd say it's literally just aesthetics. Mm. I want to do one for myself personally. You do? Yeah. I want to run kind of a, a performance bagger. You know, short bags, high horsepower motor, maybe some T-bars, probably, maybe, maybe not because I just can't get down with being like everybody else, but I want to run a full air ride suspension front and back and I want to run an 18 or a 21 by 5.5 front and have it almost the same size as the rear wheel. You know, the rear wheel is going to be a 180-65 and on front run another 180 and I want to see if it'll just absolutely take the abuse. Just beat it to hell. Yeah, pretty much. All very interesting about the fat tires, but I don't know. I kind of like the way mine is, um, but that's just, like you said from the beginning, it's personal preference, you know, aesthetics. Yeah. You know, I still like the skinny front big wheel. Uh, and yeah. I know you laugh when I say big wheel. Because <laughs> I do. <laughs> mine's not really a big wheel, but it's bigger than stock. <laughs> what is yeah. it? A 20, 21 inch, isn't it? Yeah, 21. Yeah, 21 skinny. It's like saying I'm a 10-year-old, but I'm bigger than that four-year-old. <laughs> You're damn right. Take it. <laughs> so have you got any rides coming up or fantasy rides that you would like to take? I had some, a couple little bit of health issues, and I haven't been able to ride as much, but I'm feeling 100% again, and I am excited to start getting back out on the road and riding long distances. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So not that you would ever have a minute from your work to take off. And- <laughs> that's, that's what's actually kind of funny. Cause I was thinking about that And most people would say, Oh, you know, I want to go and travel to Beartooth pass, or I want to go to the West coast and go through the redwoods, or I want to go w- wherever it's always go somewhere a considerable distance away. So 15, 20 years ago, something like that, some bullshit like that. My father-in-law and I used to ride Every single night. It wasn't long distance. It was literally like we might go 40 miles of an evening. And the funnest part about that was, so he would always tell my mother-in-law, oh, it's Randy's fault. He's asking me to go for a ride. And then I would always tell my wife, he'd be like, hey, you know, it's Jim. You know, he's wanting to go for a ride. How do you say no to your father-in-law? Type of thing like that. So you had a racket and you had yeah, it all lined yeah. up. Yeah, So we'd get, we'd hop on and we'd just freaking cruise around our area a couple hours every single evening. 
I mean, it was like clockwork. I'd get off work, get home, and there's a phone call. I'm like, hell yeah, let's do this thing, you know? Do you even say that? You just pick up the phone, I'm on my way? Yeah. Well, I had to say something because my wife was always hearing. And at that time, she was pregnant like for seven years straight, it seemed like. So anyway, I was thinking about that and... You know, I've been on really big journeys and long trips and short trips and seen some cool things. But that particularly to me is what I miss the most about riding. And with my time schedule now, like I, I freaking log a shit ton of miles every day, test riding stuff. Yeah. But I want to get, I want to get back to where it was just bliss. Let's just, you know, me and my father-in-law or, you know, when my son gets older, me and him not does, have does he ride much anymore. Not as much as he used to. Unfortunately, it's once every couple of months now at, at best. I don't know if he's as old as I am or not. I think he's a little younger. He's, I think he's older. Is he? Yeah. I would like to, I mean, you get to thinking about, well, where were the, where are some of the places you haven't been? And I'm not trying to, you know, be braggadocious. And I can't think of anything of, of interest, I should say, to me that I haven't already been because I've already done it. Well, it's perspective. Have you ever been to Northern Canada? No, Northern Canada, but like as I said, it because it was of interest to me. It hasn't. One of the things that I've always wanted to do, to be truthful, I don't think I would ever be physically up to doing it anymore, is a ride to Alaska. Oh, yeah. Up the Alaskan Highway. Yeah. That would be stupid cool. I agree with that 100%. But getting back to reality, um, you know, I've got OzarkRides.com and all of the rides in there are rides that I have uh, taken personally and discovered and, mm-hmm. you know, basically put it to paper. Yeah, you put some fucking work in trying to make that. Uh, years and years. And I've ridden all every single ride in there multitude of times. Yeah. But it's been a minute. And uh, I think I would like to go back and rediscover. All of them. All of them. You know, because it's like when you watch an old TV show. In fact, we were watching an old show last night. Gunsmoke. You watched it when it first came out. No, it was actually a Star Trek movie. (laughs) Oh, even weirder. (laughs) Hey. Hey, don't you hate me. (laughs) But we caught ourselves saying, oh, that's new. I didn't uh, remember that from before. Mm. And so it's kind of the perspective of like that. I'm thinking... You know, I've ridden this ride. I don't even. I can't even remember how many times. But I, I would yeah. like to think that I would take it again and go from a different perspective. Of, oh, that's cool. I don't remember that. But yeah. then again, I'm old. You I'm dilapidated. <laughs> I may not remember leaving the driveway. So, well, the thing that's cool about that, and that's what it's a double-edged sword about getting old. As you get old, things get harder. In theory, for but some. If you're going to be honest about it, yeah, it's it's not as easy as it was. You know, you just get on and go. Right. But now you taking that trip, the same trip, nothing's changed. It takes more out of you. But at the same time, it makes you feel a completely different way as well. It does. The way it smells, the way it looks, the way There's it a, uh, feels to you riding is completely different than it was the first time. perspective of it. Exactly. You know, I like that because then I, sometimes you think, well, you know, there's some old cuss bastards out there that can't do this anymore. Yep. And I don't know how much longer I can do it, but I'm doing it now. <laughs> I'm still doing it now. Yeah. So yeah. just ride it until you can't, man. Like, and when I say can't, it's like, I'm going to die on a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. I would have to have probably a life changing, scary incident yeah. that would make me have the perspective of maybe I ought to seriously think about going yeah. forward. Yeah. 
So just keep active and actively wanting to, because right. I think I damn near hit a deer the other day. I about got freaking ran over. It's around Memorial Day. I literally almost got ran the frick over pulling into my shop. Really? Yeah. By a deer? Almost. <laughs> it was a freaking a truck. Yukon is what it was. Really? Yeah. Wow. I was. We were driving back from my mother-in-law's place the other day, and in one area, there was a herd of eleven deer. Golly. Jumping the fence and crossing the road and jumping that fence. Ugh. 11. That's nice. Just yeah. sitting, taking the show. Yeah. Just, we just stopped and waited. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do with 11 deer? You know, <laughs> Mow them pricks up. down. Yeah, Mow them down. <laughs> Oops, there's dinner. Yeah, pretty much for a little bit. Yeah. Hell yeah. So they're prevalent now. But mm. anyways, um, I would like to just get out and rediscover the Ozarks. You know, like I said, I've done these roads. I've done them forward. I've done them backwards. Uh, that, in combination for, of two and three roads. For you guys that are effed up like I am, that's cowgirl and reverse cowgirl. That's what he's okay. done them in. <laughs> oh, yeah, geez. messed up like you. I am a, I'm a messed up individual. There, just saying. There, you know, we could have a whole schedule of uh, conversations of just. How effed up is too effed up? Yeah. Yeah. I screwed up his ramble. Yeah, yeah. It's on a scale of one to Randy is what yeah, it is. That's it. That's how screwed up you power. are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nah man, you talk about just getting out and riding again and I feel like a lot of people get so confused with having to make some grand destination that they sometimes forget that it, it's it could literally just be being on your motorcycle. You know, take that road that you learn to ride on. You know, a back road that you haven't been on in a little while. Mm-hmm. Like something about riding motorcycles is so grand, but at the same time, it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have yeah. to be like, oh, I've been to Sturgis for the last 40 years straight. And you don't enjoy going, but you have that. I have to say I've been 41 years and 42 years and 43 years. And for some people, that might be the only time that you ride that year is to go there. So I tell you what, speaking about Sturgis and, uh, you know, what are some of the others I've been to? Laconia. Ooh, Laconia is one I have not. And I'd love to go. Uh, you know, bikes, blues, and barbecues. All the the the, the rallies. I know I'm going to catch a lot of flack from this, and that's okay. I mean, I I, I appreciate other people's you know thoughts on this. I'm probably the, uh, a lone idiot here. Yeah. But I don't like to go to these giant rallies anymore. Well, like not- Sturgis, I've been to Sturgis enough that for me, been there, done that, seen it, nothing new. Yeah. I'm not impressed by it anymore. It's more of a chore. I enjoy the ride to Sturgis yeah, and the ride back more than I enjoy Sturgis itself. I get that. And I'd say it's a personality difference. But I think difference. everybody should do it at least a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. Well, your dick doesn't swing the same way it used to. When you were young, it was you had to do it and you had to party, which I don't, maybe not. Maybe that that's not for you. But like for me, you got to do it. You got to party. You got to see the oh, wild. Yeah. You got to see the crazy. You know, it's Sturgis. Every talk, everybody talks about how insane it is. So for me and my personality type, I've got to see it. I've got to live it. And I've got to experience that. And then after that, it's kind of like, you know, all right, now what's the big catch? What's the big deal? Like, well, you're not going to Sturgis to see the great scenery in downtown. You're not going to Sturgis going to, to see, see you're going or to have, see the wild stuff. Yeah. And have fun and party. Yeah. Now, just a little uh, inside baseball here. 
for all of you young Peckerwoods out there. <laughs> Us old folks, I mean, there are exceptions. Um, maybe we're old and slow and it seems like grandpa's on the front porch with a shotgun. Yeah. Get off my lawn, you damn kids. The thing to keep in mind is we weren't always that way. Oh, hell We no. were young too. Yeah. And doing stupid things and, you know, there, oh, there is one ride that I would like to take before I hang up my boots. Yeah. Um, you know, I was in the Navy for quite a while. They have a lot of naval ship museums in this country. Yeah. I would like to just start at one end of the country and take a month and a half and ride all around through the country at all these different naval ship museums because that's something that interests me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I could get that. Like, I know a bunch of guys that ride their motorcycle to all the big flat track races all over the country. And part of it is getting to go see the motorcycle culture and flat track racing, but then experience riding to all these different tracks. Yeah. So I and totally get that, man. Like, it would be cool. Yeah, and not to do it on the highways. I, yeah. I, I hate getting on the freeways. Like big interstate riding? Yeah, interstate yeah. riding. No, if there is a way to get there that is a two-lane back road, take I would it. rather take the extra time and take that. You yeah, know, let's, go, let's go through Kansas. I don't want to ever go through Kansas again. <laughs> so the back road for you is going around Kansas. I would rather. Like Oklahoma is that much better. I would rather go down through Oklahoma and take a road that I've never taken or go up through Nebraska, which is on par with Kansas. Yeah. Uh, then go you, through Kansas. Yeah. Have you ever been to the Aquaphor, West Nebraska? No. It's actually like when we go to Sturgis, we've taken different routes, but one of the last times we went, we went, you know, north through Nebraska and it was the Aquaphor. And the Aquaphor is literally just the waters at ground level. So it's just like miles and miles, of, like down south, you'd call it a swamp, but it's literally just the ground level waters up towards the surface and it, have it's you ever neat. seen the nebraska forest and is that's there, what they bill it as is there a forest in nebraska <laughs> literally what it is it's it's i don't know the exact size but it's like i'm going to guess maybe a hundred acres yeah. patch of, of trees, trees in the middle of nothing <laughs> a what flat the frick? parking lot wheat fields and yeah. then they bill it it's on the map even that way the nebraska forest where the f did that even come I'd from i'd like to know things like that that's crazy. The you know the difference between Oklahoma and Nebraska and Kansas is they're all on par with the excitement of the ride. The difference is Kansas has an inordinate amount of stockyards that yeah. go on for miles and miles and miles. And if you haven't ridden past open stockyards, yeah, it's you not just, you can't get that pleasant. that smell out of the out of your beard or your the yeah. taste in your mouth. Yeah. It stinks. I guess just for me, like Kansas, it's just like, how fast can I get across this prig? And that's well, in that, that case, you want to get on the interstate. Yeah. You I, get I on 70 and just go I blast. Literally it. will. Yep. Because you can, you know, most of the times, if you're running with a big pack, you could probably stretch it to 90, 95 and not catch too much flack. Yeah. As far as just blasting down 70. So, or you can go across Kansas on the interstate in, in, in less than a day. Oh, yeah. But the way I go across Kansas, it's a two-day ride just because I want to take the windy as much as there is. Back roads that never be seen before. You're looking for that place that plays banjos and and squeals like pigs. Yeah, I am. I'm looking for (laughs) the the seldom seen places. 
Yep. <laughs> the kind of places where you come through and they look at you strange, like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Here? Who's this son of a bitch? Yeah. We haven't had a passerby in freaking 10 years. That's right. So you want to fill up with gas and get moving. Get the frig out. Yeah. 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 Well, anyways, that's about all I can figure on what to say today. It's a slow day. Yeah. You don't have anything polishing to, to throw in there. So there's nothing polished about me. I know it. So. We're going to wrap it up there, and if you've liked what you've heard, and we hope that you weren't, at bare minimum, disgusted by it. I don't think we said the F word too many times. You did once. I said too many. Too many. I I refrained from saying it at all. So fuck, you know. Challenge accepted. Yeah, hold my beer. Uh, So you might consider becoming a club member, and you can do that very easily by going to patreon.com forward slash Ozark Rides or anywhere on the OzarkRides.com website. And we sure would appreciate it. As we said, it keeps Randy in beer and Jack Daniels. Yeah. Not for me, you understand. It's for you. I appreciate that. It may not seem like it, but I do appreciate the amount of liquor that I get to consume while doing this. That's the main draw. Yeah. And it also helps pay some bills. So if you would like to do that, we sure would appreciate it. So until next time, we hope that you get out there and explore not only the Ozarks, but anywhere else that you might be listening from. So until then, enjoy the ride and keep it on two wheels. 